Hi, I'm Karis Rianne and you are listening to the Women X Film Festival podcast. You're joining us for part two of a two-part episode on Scam Film Festivals. The lovely Mel is with me again. Hey, Mel. Hey, Karis. Hey, guys. Um, and we're going to be talking about Film Festival C on this occasion. We're going to kick off with Film Festival C. Your research, you're telling me that this festival promoted quite a range of deals alongside the festival itself that there was you know hotels um they could pay for um film adverts they could pay for um attending the award ceremony so they're not just paying for their film submissions tell me more about this because i was very confused like why why is a festival charging a filmmaker to attend the award show that their film is featured in (laughs) which isn't the first time we've heard this i think it comes down to trying to make it seem more exclusive and elite and posh but this doesn't seem like an exclusive and elite and posh event it seems like an indie festival having like that big award show where you get dressed up and you can sit down and you can have this posh meal cooked by people while everyone talks to you about your film where everyone else is probably just as cheesed off that they had to pay 250 quid for well 250 dollars even to you know sit down at a table with a bunch of people they probably don't like who are all talking about themselves i don't get this and i've seen this happen at some like festivals even last year like where you pay a submission fee to go to a festival and that gives you and if you get into that festival that gives you access to the whole festival you get free passes you know you get to do a, like a speaker event like a q a or some sometimes you get to do other bits and pieces and you get to go to the award show you get to go to the networking things sometimes there's things like free drinks or free food that does depend on the festival's budget don't expect that everywhere you go but that's you know you are a guest of honor in some ways aren't you like you're a guest of honor yeah. so to then charge like your filmmakers more money to attend things is just ridiculous to me because without the filmmakers' films, there'd be no film festival in many ways. And it's to celebrate these people's work. It's not to squeeze more money out of them. And I mean, to charge them for hotel stays, let them find their own hotels yeah. if they want to have hotels, you know, or like with, with, with us, we work with our partner hotel to try and get a discounted rate. So, you know, travel's not cheap anymore. And was it ever? So I'm just shocked by that. And this dinner is just wild. I mean, I'm guessing that it's very busy and there's a lot of people there than if they're charging this much money for the dinner. Maybe there's not if they're charging that much money. <laughs> very true. Maybe it's like the two people who can actually afford that in, you know, 2023. Um, but you said in the last episode, like, when you pay money to submit to a festival, that money should go to running the festival, which yeah. if they're charging 250 quid for you to sit down and have a little meal at the award ceremony, it doesn't mean, I don't even know if it mentions a meal at this award ceremony. You pay 250 quid to possibly... Wait, <laughs> There's not, I'm not even getting some calamari for $245. <laughs> yeah, like a, little, a little plate of crisps. And olives. <laughs> a meat I, don't, I don't even know what is included in like that 250 awards ceremony package, but yeah. it's obviously not being paid for by your submissions. No, but also I think where's kind the of, submission money going? Yeah, the people who are going to pay award show then they're not going to be like student filmmakers they're probably not going to be first-time filmmakers or older filmmakers who have you know multiple careers at once because they probably can't afford that especially like if they had to already travel to get to this festival in from another country even from a few cities away that's already like you could spend like a grand on this one weekend for a festival that's probably not even that impressive to have under your belt 
I mean, that's if you add it all up together, because it's about accessibility as well. And people sometimes forget accessibility is about affordability too. And like you said, like who has a thousand pounds to spend like on one weekend? Like I always say with filmmakers, when you're looking at film festival submissions, do take into consideration travel. Like if you're going to submit to festivals that are all 300 miles away, you've got to think about if you do get into one of them, like are you going to be able to attend it? Because the best thing you can do when your film gets into a festival is to go. Um, sometimes it's not possible. My film got into Canada, the first of the festival. I couldn't go to Canada. You know, it would have cost a fortune. But it's about that affordability thing. So to then try and, like I said, squeeze more money out is ridiculous um, and wrong. And no calamari. I mean, I'm not saying that's like for every film festival. <laughs> Women X 2023, sponsored by calamari. Um, so tell me more <laughs> about this festival. What was the screenings like? What was the numbers like? What's the kind of vibe? What was the kind of reviews of this expensive? festival so like you said like it's an important part of the festival for you to actually attend most of these screenings at this festival it was just the filmmakers sat in on the screenings it weren't there weren't big groups of people at them people clearly couldn't you know be bothered to go to them (laughs) (laughs) but whoever was sat in the screenings it would be the filmmakers and then whoever the filmmakers had spoken to to convince to come see their film so it was like five people in one screen and in this big room and some of them have probably already seen that film you know it's their film so yeah it doesn't what's the point of going to a film festival what's the point of forking out a thousand grand for a thousand grand mary and joseph <laughs> we're just increasing the price of this festival more and more as we see quiet what's the so point three billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> what's the point of paying however much money for you then to just sit and no one's actually seeing your film like no one's getting to watch it so you're at the end of the day you paid for a really expensive weekend away in this posh city but no one saw your film nobody so is going to network with you yeah. what was the venue like then was it like a big theater like big cinema so this one was Again, I won't say where it is because it. Uh, I don't know much about the city anyways to actually give it away, but it was in the middle of nowhere pretty much. It was in like a posh hotel, middle of nowhere. So don't tell me. Is it, were they in conference rooms? Yeah. No! So they were just in the, all this money into like adverts and stuff for them. Like at the end of the day, it was just a big, it was just a projector with a bunch of chairs. There weren't actually like a theatre or anything. And it was just free filmmakers in while the rest of the filmmakers were going off exploring oh, the middle of God. nowhere because you might as well with all that money spent. Oh, no. That's, mm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with smaller festivals or any festivals. Like sometimes you have to like make spe- make do with the space you've got and like, I've been to some great festivals that have taken place in like basements and renovated churches and like back rooms and cafes and stuff like that but just playing it on a projector on a loop is just yeah that is just wild I mean was there awards was there any awards I don't know with this one I think I think they just when it came to their awards if there was nobody going to watch the films I don't think there was like an audience award system but then it's also making me think how much do those festival runners like their jury how much for do they put into it if they're charging all that money do they really care who they're giving the awards to or are they giving awards to some of the more bigger budget films because they know they might be a foot 
able to afford to come to the festival and then spend obviously that 200 pounds on their adverts and yeah. you know the 250 quid on the award ceremony if their film looks more expensive exactly exactly oh just so many thoughts so many thoughts they're just trying to make as much money as possible out of filmmakers and it's just crazy that's not what they're about. No wonder they're getting a bad reputation, you know. Um, okay, so let's move on to Festival D. So this festival, it doesn't sell tickets to the general public. The only people who are allowed to attend are filmmakers that have submitted their own films and they have to pay for tickets as well. Yeah, I think from the way that this one is spoken about, Festival D and Festival C might be the same festival from the way that they were talked about. But but like, so Festival D is mentioned as being like hosted in different cities around Europe. Which is a big red flag, I think. This whole like, (laughs) this festival is hosted around the world. I'm like, no, it's not. That's different festivals then. So stop. (laughs) If yeah. you're hosting it in a different city every other month or every other year, whenever you're actually hosting this festival, then it's harder to ping down who's responsible because they've probably not got an address in all those cities. They've probably not got an office in all those cities. Yeah. There's somebody new to blame for each one. There's probably a different festival head for each one, but they all come under the same company that's just rebranding it every other month, saying, oh, now we're in this place, now we're in this place. I find that very interesting because a big, for me, a big part of festivals out there is it's the team that makes the festival. Um, and that can go from like the programmers to um, the people like at front of house, like the filmmaker liaison team. Like the team really makes that event and really makes that like the reason why people come back. Um, and the fact that there's like there's no continuity with the teams, it kind of makes people, there's going to be no continuity with the festival. So this whole like, it's around the world. It's just, yeah, not the vibe for me, to be honest. I feel like it's just another money-making scheme. It means as well, like, I think you could then be tricked out of money in another way that you're pay- you're then paying to enter into what you think is a different festival. And it's yeah. just the same one, but hosting in a different city. They've already seen your work, so they might not even consider it if they do consider anything they get sent. That's such a good point. I didn't think about that, actually. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I've seen this before where people live, I mean, we ourselves like we have pictures we sent a film to a festival which was an lgbtq festival we got into the festival and then during that time between being accepted into the festival the festival happening they changed their name to lgb and they were like like trans exclusive exclusionary sorry and i was like well i don't want my film in the festival like you can't take my money and take take my film and then change everything you're about like that's not on like i didn't sign up for that like i purchased a submission to that festival that festival's now changed i'm not you know i'm not getting involved i'm not getting involved in that that makes me so so concerned though like cuz what happened for them to change that name across was it somebody else who got involved and changed it or were they never actually like trans inclusionary we're going to talk about that in a second because that's a personal story so we're going to talk about that's going to be festival e for today so we're going to come back (laughs) to that story in a second but back to festival d so one thing i found really interesting for the notes you sent over was so this festival you sent your film in you got your film in you then got charged to come to the festival but then they were offering packages for having film reviews in the magazine, for having posters in the venue lobby, for having write-ups to advertise. What what's going on here? Tell me more about this. So they're charging like 
certain like you said like these certain packages so they're basically just like like you said earlier they're milking more money out of you they're taking you for a ride a bit basically if you're advertising them per head like oh we're going to put posters up in the lobby we're going to give you an ad space in the magazine and that but this is only charged tickets to filmmakers who are attending the festival it's not the general public they're probably only there to watch their own films they don't care about watching your film is it even going to work is it just it's just them getting more money out of you but also I think as a festival you're kind of you have a level of duty, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like moral, like, yeah, res- responsibility yeah. in some ways. Responsibility anyway to advertise those films and to get people to watch those films and to put them in your brochure anyway. And yeah. it's your programme, so why are you not putting more about them in the brochure and then saying, oh, no, if you want to be included in it, then you need, you know, you need to give me 190 quid. Like, so what's, yeah. what was the point then? So you've taken money for all these submissions, but you're not going to tell anyone about them, not unless they give you a bit of money. That's crazy. It's like you you pay for someone to watch your film and then it's like, yeah, I watched your film and I liked it, so now I want more money to show it. It's like, what 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 was it paying for in the first place? It's it's just crazy. So one other thing about this festival that really made me feel ugh, angry is that you've said that the award show they do is like a dinner and without beverages, it was how much per head? 190. Without, without beverages. This is what makes me think it's the same festival as Festival C and that we're learning more about what I don't know. So there's no alcohol, but there was a dinner at the award show. The person who wrote this up on their blog said that when they attended, there weren't any like wine for the table. I think it was like one bottle and then you had to pay for like additional drinks or something. Yeah. Which, you know, it kind of makes sense to some level, but if you're already paying like 200-ish quid to go to that award ceremony, surely a couple of drinks are included what is that 190 quid actually paying for if not your meal and your drinks a lot of calamari i tell you that now (laughs) a lot of calamari mental to be honest i don't like this whole like it's only for filmmakers that kind of feels more like a fest it kind of feels like a filmmakers festival rather than a film festival because it's just kind of like having those people there but i suppose when they're making so much money off these filmmakers they don't need to sell tickets to the general public and I just feel like you know imagine if your film got into that festival and you scraped all the money together to get to get to this event but then because you hadn't paid as much money as all the other filmmakers to buy all these like ad spaces and reviews and like trailers and posters your film then what goes unnoticed because you didn't have enough money to play the game like this isn't meant to be a game you're meant to make a film send to a festival the festival likes it you show it and then you share that film with everyone you don't like into this kind of like tournament of like how much money can I throw at this? Like it's just crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. I was just gonna say some of the some of the cities that you've kind of mentioned, which obviously we won't name because it might be a little bit <laughs> obvious, but if I was paying to go to this city, in between the films, I'd be out seeing these cities because it's a city, it's a city break. I wouldn't yeah. be watching these films. So you're not gonna get like a big crowd if there even is a big crowd that's there I mean also given like how the kind of cities that are involved the amount of money that you're paying if you weren't going to try and frame this as being a scam and if you wanted to defend it 
then it's clearly obviously trying to attract a certain kind of filmmaker. Like they don't want, you know, students coming. They don't want working class people coming. They don't want your average person who's working like two jobs and then is also trying to make films. They want somebody who's living off like mum and dad's money or they want somebody who's like an old guy who has, you know, been in the industry for years and can throw money at this big award show, who wants Mm. to throw money at that big awards show so he can sit and talk about himself to people. I don't know why I'm blaming men, but I'm just blaming men. Um, I assume it's men. It's mad. It's mad. You know, if it isn't a scam, then they don't want someone who's skin going. They don't want somebody who needs accessibility support, you know. They want somebody who just wants to show up and throw a bunch of money to feel important for the weekend. Yeah, that's the thing. It's about... Yeah, I do, I've, got, I've been to festivals before where it's just about people standing around and be like, look how important I am. Look at, look at how great I am. Like they've got no intentions of making like connections with anybody or speaking to anybody. They're just there for themselves. And that's, you know what, at some element, that's fine. If you just want to go to a film festival and show your work and then leave and do whatever, that's totally fine. We can see you a mile off, by the way. Like, it's so obvious, isn't it? We can't even count how many festivals I've worked at. And I've done Women X for four years. And I can see filmmakers like that a mile away. They're just... Just there for themselves and like, like I said you don't have to make friends like you don't have to make connections you can turn up and leave or whatever but it's just so obvious but it's just really sad like you said it just cuts off like working class filmmakers in these environments it's just like imagine if we did that like are we going to charge a really low submission fee but then if you want to have a seat it's going to cost you a hundred pound if you want to have a glass of water it's 50 pound if you want to look at that wall it's 20 like it's disgusting so are these are these guys still around is it still like on film freeway can people still go to this festival it still seems to be kicking and i think the reason why i think the reason why they're still able to do it is because they constantly you know they're in a different city every other year or every other month like they have somewhere new to go and also like the complaints about if C&D are the same festival then there's mm-hmm. different complaints written about them all over the internet but worded as that city's film festival not as this overall company right okay That's they can keep getting they can keep rebranding themselves they can just not go back to that one city they can do it in another city in that country <laughs> but they'll just probably not go back they'll some people might have a nice time if they've got you know a ground to fork out on a weekend away in whatever city we can't name (laughs) I feel like it just kind of highlights why there's some people in the film industry who can afford to like throw themselves around these kind of events and these kind of people and never you know take responsibility for like the bad things they do or like questionable decisions they make but it it, (laughs) That's what's so frustrating because then those same people support the same awful people and it's just this cycle of awful people all over again. It's just so horrible. I did look on Film Freeway when you said about they were still up and running. Um, And obviously with Film Freeway, it allows, if you get into a festival, it allows you to leave a review of that festival, which I think is such a great tool if you are looking at festivals to submit to take a look at those because some of the reviews are just they can really make or break it and can tell you the truth because you know a festival can tell you how amazing they are and then someone can go and tell you the complete truth um and I found one bad review (laughs) which very much like highlights what you said to be honest I think it's a different person who may have kind of like said it but like they said that the hotel that they held it in was in a really ugly part of the city um that they were kind of 
they took every opportunity to make money out of the filmmakers um, that they thought it was a massive ripoff. And the festival replied to them and was just like, networking is free. If you don't want to market your film, then that's your choice and stuff like that. So I just think <laughs> networking is free. Well, it's not. I've had to pay X amount of money to get a train today. I've had to pay X amount of money to attend the festival. I'm so glad you said I've had that. to buy a coffee. Yeah. Uh, you know, like people who say this, oh, it's a free networking event. It's fucking two hours away. I've got to pay for a train parking car. And then when you get there, it's more, a lot of the time all the drinks are gone because you took so long getting out the fucking train station to get to the one, one guy going, yeah, I made a film about five years ago and now I'm about to put on a film festival because it's piss easy and I can earn money. Yeah, mentally, networking is not free, to be honest. It's very taxing and draining on you. Um, but I think sometimes as well, it's... It's good to see if there is a negative review on the festival, how that festival has responded to that negative review. Because sometimes they're very much like, thank you so much for raising this to my attention. Like, I'm very sorry you experienced this. We're, we've learned X, Y, Z. We're going to implement X, Y, Z. But then what I've seen sometimes is festivals that respond to negative reviews really unprofessionally. Like, really like, well, what you're saying is rubbish. <laughs> Like you don't know anything. What you smell on your mum's part. <laughs> literally, it was like literally, like it's like the most unprofessional. Like, well, well, I'm watering your glue, whatever that kind of thing is. Um, <laughs> but it's it's another thing to look into. It's another thing to think about. How are they responding to bad um bad reviews and press and things like that? But yeah, it's just I d- I'm just big fat shocked. I was that's why I was so excited to do these episodes with you because I knew there were scam festivals out there but I had no idea what some of these bozos were doing I think sadly because of Covid because of everything that happened like 2019 2020 2021 there was a big rise of them because people were death everyone was desperate for money no one was working yeah. everyone needed something they could do over the computer yeah and a lot of festivals were saying oh we can do it digitally this year so people are like we can start our digital festivals we can do yeah. this yeah and that and obviously film freeway were allowing that for that one year they don't normally allow digital only festivals but then mm-hmm. they could do that for a year and if it's digital there's no responsibility for them to get people to actually watch those films they just need to take money off people and then spend two minutes in like microsoft paint making a laurel saying well done and that's it, it and then they it email it done. out yeah it can be done like it not easily like not so easily but like it, it can be done we've seen it be done we've seen it happen like and particularly like you mentioned earlier about student festivals and i've seen i'm seeing more universities have their students put on film festivals and I'm seeing more how terrible it's going like I'm going to be honest like it's it's terrible I've been contacted in the past to like speak at student festivals I've been contacted to like partner with student festivals and like I always like you know students I always give them the time to like you know let's have a chat about things but I don't think they'd be given the right support to do it and obviously they're working with real filmmakers and you know you have a you have a moral responsibility for this, like it's a business, and it's not fair to like string filmmakers along. 
so yeah that's that's another thing i think is worth keeping our eye on is student festivals now um what's what's going on with that really um so let's talk about film freeway so film freeway you know it hosts like over 10,000 festivals but there's no kind of you know there's no metric of how many of these are legit how many of these are happening i mean i know some people might have great intentions to set up a film festival, put it on for free and waste, start accepting submissions, yeah. then don't get any funding to actually put it together. And then what do they do? Do they refund people? Do they, you know, just put it online? But Film Freeway have made a few changes, haven't they? So they've said now that they are no longer accepting online-only festivals on their platform, which is a big change, a big change. And they are using anti-fraud software. Do we know any more about what that is? It's something on a statement on their website, but it doesn't say what that is. I mean, it's a it's a big responsibility for it, isn't it? And I suppose Film Free Film Freeway isn't entirely responsible. Um, and I'm going to touch now on the festival E. So, set the story. I submitted my film to this festival. It was a first year festival, which is always, you know, a little bit risky because, like I said, sometimes they don't know if they're going to have the funds to do it. But like from the other side of it. I've set up a brand new festival. It's four years old this year. It's that first year. You know, people probably were turned off by it. Whoop, whoop, four years. Um, So, yeah, I responded to, um, I got an email to say my film was in the festival. My film had been nominated for two awards, all exciting stuff. But then I realised on the most recent email um, that they'd changed their name. They changed their name from LGBTQ festival. I'm not going to name the actual festival itself to an LGB festival. So I went back and I said, hi, I'm just hoping you could clarify some things for me. I'm just wondering why you've removed the T and Q from your festival name. And there was no response. So I emailed them again and just said, you know, hi, I'm hoping you can come back to me on this um, because I haven't had a response from you guys. The reply I then got was, hi, Karis, we didn't come back to you as we do not have to offer an explanation, which immediately I thought that was, you know, very unprofessional. So I went back and said, look, hi, I find your response to be quite unprofessional and disappointing. You know, removing the T and Q from your festival name is, you know, a terrible decision and, and unsupportive of the LGBTQ community. And due to this, like, I no longer want to be part of your festival. I reject your award nominations. And I'd really like you to please remove your film from your website, your selection, um, because you have no longer got my permission to screen it, which is something you can do, guys, by the way. Some people think you can't do this. If you no longer want your film at a festival for whatever reason it is, obviously within reason, not just because you feel like being an idiot. A lot of, not of planning goes into programming. Yeah, the smelly poo heads, you can't have my film. <laughs> Literally. But like if you if there's like a premiere policy thing or like a situation like this where the festival changes its ethics, um, then by all means you can do this. So yeah, I went back to them. I told them that I talked to my cast as well. I was like, look, this is what's happened um, and I'm going to withdraw the film. They were all very supportive of it. They then come back to me and they said, hi, we can call our festival whatever we like. We find your response derisive, derisive I don't know what this word means, <laughs> derisive <laughs> and unprofessional and stupid. <laughs> no, because they're literally doing the smelly poo ad thing. <laughs> literally, we are highly supportive of the LGB community. The T and Q have their bases covered completely. They do not, in capital letters, need our support. We, capital letters only, support the LGB community. We did not expect you to understand this and so did not want to get into a silly dialogue with an undeveloped, immature person such as yourself. This is a legit email from a film festival, by the way. 
it's like the Tracy Beaker style like dialogue as well, like whatever. We don't offer silly responses. <laughs> I went back and I just said, Hi, please send confirmation that you've removed our film from the festival selection on your website. Like I'm not getting involved with these people. <laughs> they come back and they said, Hi, I confirm your film has been removed from the festival. However, having thought about it, here comes the plot twist, guys. We will reinstate the T T and Q as per your question. As you had a point. They sent another email 10 minutes later. Also, we are sorry for not being clearer and more inclined to discuss the topic. And I had no further communication with them from that point. So what I then did, and this is just advice to give to you as well, because when we talk about Film Freeway, I then contacted Film Freeway. I contacted them to say that when we originally sent our submission in, the festival was called this. Shortly after it, it was called this. I then explained, you know, the dialogue that we had. And I said, we'd like our submission fee to be refunded because due to false advertising. So it goes into what we've kind of discussed today in this episode of the previous one. You know, we feel like the festival is created to lure our submission and potentially many other LGBTQ filmmakers who were falsely led to believe that this was an inclusive event and a safe space. And I've, I sent them all the details. Film Freeway came back and were very, very supportive and said that we have credited your Film Freeway account for your full entry fee to this event. Rest assured, if you ever run into an issue with a festival on Film Freeway, we will be there to help you immediately in any way that we can. So just goes to show that they, they are there to support you um, if they can. Like I said, I didn't communicate with that festival ever again. And they have disappeared off the face of the earth. Good. Or have they? Or have they set up another scam festival? You just don't know. The thing about like changing your name like halfway through is you're gonna get them people who submitted to that festival like you did, thinking, "Yay, this is for me!" And then halfway through, figuring out like, especially if they're like a trans filmmaker or they've worked with trans actors in the films, or they're just an ally. You know what I mean? Or even if they're just anti being a massive dickhead um <laughs> they might not recognize that that's a bad thing they might not recognize like the lgb crowd are these terrible people they might not know about that yeah. i remember at pride a few years ago like one of our teachers from uni came with us and obviously there's a lot of turfs who just randomly showed up to just yell at people and be cruel and it was one of my straight friends who was explaining to her what a turf was she was like what's a turf why are these people here and when she found out she was like I didn't know about that she was like I didn't that didn't know that's a thing and she's like not from the UK so she just didn't yeah. recognize that terminology and she was like well why are they here <laughs> like but someone like her might not recognize you know that kind of terminology being used somebody from a completely different part of the world might think oh there's a gay film festival in the UK I'm going to submit to it exactly not knowing that it's awful trans, yeah I mean it wasn't it, it wasn't it, that was one part but the fact that they called me stupid and underdeveloped I was just like <laughs> all three of those emails were written by were written by different people very clearly <laughs> Do you know what was bonkers as well is that the more we learned about the festival, because obviously we kept an eye on it afterwards, to like, you know, as a moral code to be like, right, this festival just can't happen. It can't be out there talking to people like this. The festival was taking place in the person's house and it was like, we can only sell six <laughs> tickets due to, was that COVID yet? I can't remember. But yeah, it was, it was just bonkers and bizarre. And that's the thing. If it looks it's bonkers and bizarre, then just don't submit to it. <laughs> No, 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 I'm picturing like not even like you know like you guys can come over to my grand's for tea because my parents are away. 
I mean, you joke, but I have said before, like, if anything happened at the festival, like the venue got flooded or whatever, I would literally hold it in my back garden. So that's not a scam. That's just called logistical alternatives. <laughs> Creative problem solving. Literally. literally. Karma's running around. She's the screen steward. She's the screen steward. Screen steward. Actually, I love it. Could you imagine the reason that the festival was held in someone's garden? There was a big Dalmatian running everywhere. There was no snacks. It was just calamari, mountains of calamari. I don't know why. There was so much calamari. Anyway, we have gone over time on this, but we did want to share with you some red flags and some green flags to help you with your festival submission searches. So red flags, I mean, we've kind of covered so many of them today, Um, but red flags, you know, have you heard of the festival? Have you actually heard of it before? Um, Many scam festivals have similar sounding names to existing reptile festivals, um, but actually have no link to it. And like Mel said, more often than not, they'll add in like national or international or world renowned to just seem more serious or important than they actually are. So don't take the name for everything, particularly if it's LGBTQ, because it can just throw out throw a few letters out if it if it bloody chooses to. Another red flag is entry fees. Um, a high fee to a festival with no history is always suspicious. Um, but Mel, you've said here that there's a bigger red flag, isn't there? Yeah, so if a festival contacts you offering, like, they want to give you a slightly cheaper fee because they like the look of your film or they want to screen it, they've seen it somewhere else, then they should just waive the fee. Like, if they want it that badly, they will just ask if you want to submit to their festival and they'll give you, you know, the opportunity to submit for free. It's what we do. It's what loads of other festivals do. Sometimes these companies will have like this automatic email which will go out to everyone whether you've made a film or not saying yeah. hi we love your film we're gonna go and offer you 50 quid instead of 100 quid and yeah. they'll send that out to absolutely everyone whether they've made a film whether they've not whether they've seen that film just mm-hmm. to get more money just to get more money I mean we always we'll offer like discount codes to filmmakers um if we've been to a festival we've got like a like a list of filmmakers we're like like we haven't seen your film but if you do want to send it to the festival here it is but if we've seen a film like me and Mel went to Manchester International Film Festival earlier this year we saw a few films that we absolutely loved there's one that like just blew my mind and I was like we have to screen this film so we contacted that filmmaker and offered them a free entry because we're not going to charge them because we've already seen it it's a bit cheeky it's a scary it's a scam so yeah that is that is another scam another thing we kind of said about this but like if there's no reviews if no one's talking about the festival if there's no website if there's no names attached if there's no photo evidence it's ever taken place before you know it's like anything you you wouldn't like go book a holiday to a hotel without checking the reviews and photographs just do a little bit of due diligence it's awful that you have to but do a little bit of due diligence you put here as well something about film film festivals not operating via film freeway yeah so some people just don't trust it which is fair enough it's a lot newer compared to how old some film festivals are some of them just like especially more old legit ones might not operate free whatever they take their submissions in themselves they don't want any connection to film freeway especially what we said about them being not too clear about scams they don't want that connection to it but some scammers will make a fake film festival account through film freeway for an existing festival but they have nothing to do with it they're going to take your no, money they don't yeah That's it's happened quite cool. a bit as well and like oh so people will say hi I got into I got into your film festival and they're like 
no you didn't we don't have a film freeway account so just check on their website that they actually accept you know film freeway submissions or else you've just given 50 this quid in your film something that does, isn't real they're not going to do anything and film freeway might not be aware that it's not how they operate you know what I mean if they've had all those details and been able to make that account film freeway might not know and it might take a while for them to take it down as well that is insane what what the hell um another kind of red flag we have is too many awards we kind of discussed this already in the previous episode where some festivals they will have so many awards and it's because they want to incur more submission fees and more filmmakers but also if they ever tell you that you have to submit to multiple award categories and pay multiple fees that is a scam you should only have to pay one fee for the programming team to watch your film and then they should be able to decide from that what awards you qualify for that's what we do you send your film in we'll preview it and then we'll program it and then we'll determine what awards you should qualify for we don't like say okay these are the 50 people that submit their film for best actress so anyone that didn't submit their film for best actress doesn't get to be best like it's just bonkers isn't it um and it's the same with laurels as well like there are festivals out there, and we'll talk about these in future episodes, that just give laurels to everybody. And it's free advertising for them. Especially because you're going to post it on your website, on your showreel, on your Instagram. You'll yeah. shove it anywhere. And it's just, it takes on two seconds to make it. Well, it, it doesn't take two seconds. Some of them don't even make it. Some of them just let Film Freeway automatically do it for them. <laughs> they do. So they don't even have to do it. Film Freeway will do it for them then. We we but have a beautiful it, design laurel and sometimes people just whack on the one that Film Freeway automatically creates. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Not good enough for them. <laughs> mad, 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 mad. Um, okay, so let's talk about some green flags. We're going to whiz through these for you guys. So what you should look out for with festivals, um, you know, We've spoken a lot about entry fees, but to be honest, entry fees aren't unusual. There's a lot of questions out there about whether film festivals should charge entry fees or not. You know, at the end of the day, people people are watching your film. It is it is a profession programming. Let me tell you this. There are bad programmers out there. Um, it is still a profession. And, you know, everyone talks so much often about people shouldn't be working for free. And I don't feel film festival programmers, you know, should be doing that either, particularly ones that... At indie festivals as well, everything goes into the operational side of it. So you might just be paying for coffee or lunch for that set of programmers that day. So it very much is a legit thing. A lot of festivals will have discounts. A lot of them will have low income um, support for ones as well. Um, so always look out for those kind of things. Ones that are actually trying to make it easier for people to submit to their festival are usually the good guys. Um, sponsors as well. So, you know, look into who the festival's working with. Look at the venue. Is the venue legit? Or is it someone's living room? You need to work these things out. Um, you know, who are they, are they working with? Any sponsors or companies that look very, you know, reputable to you? But also, is it true? Because anyone could say they're partnering with Netflix and they could not be partnering with Netflix. And I think probably the biggest one is just what are people talking about? online with the festival are there good reviews is there social media do they have a social media account is someone behind the festival i mean i saw a new festival that's popped up recently it's nearby us actually i think we might go brand new festival never done a festival before but they are showing their whole journey on social media and it's lovely because you can see that there is 
heart in there there is desire there's determination like they actually want to do this and make it work and they're putting the work in and you can witness it all so yeah so i think it's important to see who is behind the festivals and it's not like some tinder swindler style just roaming the world setting up pop-ups at all these fancy hotels for 200 dollars a seat i think especially like some some companies don't want their Instagrams they don't want like whatever they're using as their social media to look unprofessional so like they won't show their volunteers they won't show you know people behind the scenes they won't show people having lunch but I'd like seeing that stuff I like seeing that volunteers are happy and that they're you know there are actual people who are working at this who are doing stuff yeah um I think as well when you actually go to a festival and it looks completely different to what they're showing online yeah. Like they just show their interviews, they just show the red carpet pics. We just done all that. these lights, yeah. And yeah. then it's just a bunch of people sat at a table looking bored with no knowledge of what's going on. Like been there, been there. Like that that's another that's like a micro scam in itself is when they showcase this whole like, you know, big element and you get there and you're like, there's no one here. What's going on? I reckon as well, just chat to other filmmakers as well and like ask what their experiences were like too, because they're not gonna lie to you. Um and it was funny at last year's Women X a few filmmakers were together and they were chatting about other festivals they'd been to and the stories they shared you would never see online so it's always good to hear those stories and have those discussions Um, and I always love as well when we meet filmmakers and they're like oh yeah I submitted because so-and-so told me to because they came last year and loved it and that's always nice isn't it I think you can't beat a referral you can't beat a good referral well, thank you so much for kind of joining me and educating me and scaring me with all these scams. <laughs> I think we're definitely going to be back. Let us know what you think, guys. Let us know if you've been to any scam festivals or if you have any stories you want to kind of share on the pod. We are going to go away and do some more research into other scam festivals. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out. Keep, it's <laughs> like I'm like probably giving like advice, like keep an eye out. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> but I've been Karis Rian. I've been Mel Fielden. And this has been a Women X Film Festival podcast. Thanks so much for listening and we'll chat to you soon. And come to our non-scam festival this September. (laughs) 